Am I live? All right, Funky Friday, uh, the March 10th edition is um, part one or volume one of the 1970s, according to your host, uh, Mitch Hampton. Um, I've been thinking a lot, not just about the 70s, of course, but about um, mainly, well, I should mainly is not quite the, um, well, a lot about 70s visual culture in general, but in particular 70s cinema, and I'm including in that television as well. And I've been working on a book now um, for the longest time. I started my book way back in 2010. I'm going to read you one of the first things I wrote. I wrote an essay on one of the greatest movies ever made by Hal Ashby or by anyone, The Last Detail. Um, actually, on this documentary, there's many documentaries on this Criterion edition, but among the treats that is offered to you by the great Criterion folks is an interview with Alexander Payne. Alexander Payne says he watches The Last Detail once a year. I thought I was the only one, but accordingly film director. And he also says in this interview, every movie I make is essentially a 70s movie about Schmidt, Sideways, Nebraska, The Descendants. Um, and if, as I think about it, you know, side, you know, every every single one, it's absolutely right. The ethic and the spirit of Alexander Payne's films is truly seventies, and he lives up to his his goal. I think, admiringly, well, but let's go back in time, go back before Payne, and uh, go back to the early seventies. And I'm going to read you this little essay I wrote. Um, oh boy, um, on the last detail. It's unusual to sort of be reading, so bear with me here. <clears throat> the Last Detail is a film that was created in 1973 and reflects a time in filmmaking art where the heavier cameras would be placed in the thick of real experience. In this case, documenting the actual locations in which the figures in the film, the naval folks there, the figures in the film would have traveled were they in real life rather than in art. We are forced to witness the not always pleasant physical institutions that were created in order to contain large numbers of people, military bases, city train stations, bus depots, tunnels, drab uh, apartments, public bars, public bathrooms, you know, uh, cheap, cheap housing, pretzel stands, skating rinks, uh, whorehouses, brothels, it goes on and on, the greater Boston area, New York, D.C., the cheapest motels, finally, with barely functional cots for beds. There's a, one lawn passage where the, where the characters try, can't make the, the beds work or the cots work in the motel that plays in real time. Um, all three of these people, the principals, are ill-clad even for winter, shiv shivering in their, mil in their um, military issue uniforms, which uh, doesn't keep them warm. I say here, all of these environments are photographed in the most direct fashion possible, head on, bare minimum of light, reflecting the brutalist designs of the era. This is a utilitarian and austere presentation with just enough light needed to make everything out but no more with the full force of the character's behavior their souls, really. I say here, 
in full relief. And so that was my first uh, paragraph of that of my last detail essay. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about beauty and and um, and I'm going to show a lot of clips today. So you'll get the clips. Don't worry. Um, but it's a new concept of beauty. So actually, 70s films are Keatsian. In the Ode to a Grecian Urn, Keats says, "Beauty is truth. Truth is beauty. That's all you need to know. That's uh, no on earth. You know." Uh, the last uh, quoted uh, 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 line in the, in the poem. Um, heard melodies are sweet, but unheard mel melodies are sweeter. There's, it's a poem. Uh, Keats is basically saying that for him in this poem, truth and beauty are equivalent. And so in 70s movies, the idea is that if you present people as they actually are, because they actually believed in the 70s in something called truth and documentation. They wanted to document, you know, if you read uh, contemporary reviews of this film, everybody goes on and on about how ugly the film is, that the, that the people look ugly, or the environments are ugly. Well, that's true from a certain point of view, but see the ethic of a film like The Last Detail and How Ashby and Michael Chapman and uh, Con uh, Robert, Robert Young is that um, if we remain faithful to people as they actually are, and we present them in their fullness and in their humanity, that even when environments and human beings are at their most, shall we say, um, ugly or, or pitiable or, or um, uh, you know, at their worst, there's, um, shall we say, a deeper, very deep, very, you know, practically hidden underlying love and mystery, which I think is... Um, the connection with Keats and the idea is that if you if we own up to who we are, what we've been, and present that, the results can be quite humorous, at times or quite um, quite invigorating. And that ethic is through all seventies movies and in all sorts all sorts of forms. And no uh, no of course no less than less detail. Now I'm going to play a little clip of the editor talking about some of these issues, and he talks about how there was a new kind of acting that he'd never seen. He worked a long time in movies. Uh, and a kind of a realness. And let me try to find this um, thing here. We'll get to the scenes from the film, but I just want to kind of. All right, let's go. Let's make it. Gary Ears, my friend who produced Cisco Pike, called me one day and asked if I might be interested in doing a film with Tal Ashby who had a really good reputation at the time. Enough of a reputation that I didn't want to do the film because it was a crazy one. <laughs> He'd work all night and uh, worked in his home, which meant the editor really didn't have any freedom at all. The editor go out to get a bite to eat and how would recut it. <laughs> so no, I didn't want to do it. And he didn't want me either. He said, Bob, that guy's too fast. Uh, I don't want somebody that works that quickly that they don't catch everything they should. So good, we, we don't have him talk about me. So they went back east to uh, start shooting. They shot one day. The editor that they hired put something together, edited something, I don't know what it was. But Hal saw it and blew his top. He said, I don't want that man touching my film again. Don't let anybody cut anything. So uh, Jack it all piled up. And when they came, when they finished shooting, came back, I get another call from Jerry Ayers. He's saying, please, Bob, come and look at, we've got 
couple hours a master takes strung together. I want you to see it. If I go look at it and uh, it was terrific, something I, like I had never seen before. I saw actors who were no longer actors to me. They were people mm -hmm. and uh, they were real people. They had major problems mm -hmm. and they had wants and needs and, and uh, it wasn't a movie. These dailies were not a movie, they were real. This is a co famous cot scene, sort of in the motel. You can't think. I would look these master shots, and one in particular where the three sailors are in a hotel room trying to decide which, who gets the bed and bedding down. and. Uh, it just goes on and on and on. It's like, you cannot set these ho cheap, cheap hotel beds up, and it's hilarious. All the way through the dailies, there are scenes like that, where you let the camera run and let these guys make pools out of themselves. It was great. One scene. So that's a little bit of, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play. I'm going to play the opening of the film now. That's Robert Young talking about making it. They made it. Um, um, let me do something here. Um, I want to come back to this issue of what the 70s were. Um, because typically all the literature on 70s movies and everything that you see on the internet um, always trot out the same adjectives, cynical, depressing, dark, bleak, just basically those over and over again. Now, I don't, I don't, again, I am a bit of a contrary and it's true, but I, you know, my book that I've been working on for too long, if I ever am fortunate enough to get some kind of advance or a publisher, I'll, I'll put, put, finish it. But um, um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that 70s movies don't show the ugly side of humanity. I just got through saying you present people as they are and what they have done in this world, a lot of which is terrible. We all know this. But there's a deeper question. And the deeper question is, which is more life-affirming? To shy away from that and be in denial of what we have been and what we are or not to be a witness to it because it might make us feel better or presenting all of us warts and all as a beginning, as a kind of, and, that, and I, th I think the latter is, is that's what they thought and that, that the idea that you put, put a spotlight on something. And the other thing about 70s movies is they never tell you what to do about things. They present it and you, and you and the audience have to really have to make up your own mind what you think about it. You might hate it, you might love it. You might say, I like that character, that character's confusing. That. So, the pres so there's two issues, there's the presentation of, um, representation of figures, human beings, what is a self? And then there's their environments. And I'm going to play opening of the main character, a radical way of presenting. Very common in 70s movies to have a, a man behaving badly. Very common. But still, it's, or, or not that's so great.
Badusky. How do you guys see Badusky? Badusky. Badusky. Right away. Huh. This is a Jack Nicholson's gonna go fuck himself. Sit right away. Come on, Badusky. Get your ass if you don't. Look when your orders came through. Come on, Badusky. <laughs> <laughs> so, your first time you meet a character, he's 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 uh in a state on that on that on that chair, and he says the first thing line out of his mouth is "fuck you" and "bullshit." You're now in the seventies. That's a different. And so you spend time with these three sailors, and they go on a road trip. Now, the road trip itself is a form which um, then vendors came to the roads. I mean, there's so many, but this and also, of course, sideways. To, speaking of Alexander Payne, he's clearly in sideways. He's really, really dealing with that kind of material. Is that a road, a road movie by its very definition is not about solving things. It's about mystery. It's about complete uncertainty. It's about the idea that we don't know what's going on. We don't know who we are. We don't know where we're going to go, but let's just try this out and see what happens. And it's that, it's that you know, a, a principle that, that I think I, I, you know, I don't know if I fully agree with it, but I've been toying with is the idea of the curse of too much knowledge. You could know something too much or you could know, and, and Keats deals with this, I think, in his poem. And the melody you don't hear is the better melody, you know. Met metaphor. Um, um, of course, intelligence is important. Education is important. I value it clearly, but you could carry it too far. And I do think that art suffers in general when artists have everything figured out in a quantified mathematical proof or scientific way. I think, I think it really suffers. And I, I can make future episodes on that question, but in 70s movies, they assumed they, they started assuming they didn't know anything. They assumed their own ignorance and we're trying to figure things out. And we're more interested in the journey than the destination. And I think that that's um, a very powerful, a very powerful, um, but I wanna, I wanna look at some of these environments because it's interesting. Um, let's see here, where are we going here? Look at some environments. So if you have an environment like this, like these environments, you want to show them as they are. And so the thing about 70s movies is that they have a documentary aspect. So even when they're fiction films, they're like trying to document how the world looked, document how things were built, document how things were made. Why change it? Show us, let's own what, if we've, look, if, if America has created ugly spaces, show those ugly spaces or try to find what's beautiful about them. Try to find the beauty in the ugliness is what I would say. Like this extraordinary, 
To me, these are like paintings. I'm a little strange, admittedly, but I think these are great. They help this elderly lady with her stuff. Look at this. So beautiful. Um, so that's kind of that kind of give you a taste of not just the last detail, but of kind of some of my ideas I want to explore in this book. Um, I thought it would be really fun just to show. Oh, two or three clips of different kinds, disparate clips, disparate, and show how there's a commonality to how every different the styles, that there's certain common ethic, common um, sensibility, right? Common aesthetics, actually. So let's go to let's go to a, a, a female-centered film, not how Ashby, but let's look at some girlfriends, Claudia Vile. Let's see here if there's something similar. Try to find something here. What you got here? Um, just trying to navigate all the, all the. Um, um, Claudia Val, of course, this movie some years later, 1977. Um, independent film. Girlfriends. And. Uh, this is a good opportunity to look at some party scenes or some. So, man. Susan, how you doing? Hey, Denise, all right. How you doing? How was the wedding? Oh, it was great. Want to dance? Sure. Okay. Why? I'll talk to you later. See you later. Christopher Guest, no Mary. What's your middle name? Lesbian couple. You live nearby. Yeah, just a couple blocks away. You want to go? Actually, I was going to wait around a little bit and uh, talk to a couple of people. Oh, yeah. sure. sure. You live near here? No. On the east side, huh? West side. I live near here. Huh. Just a couple blocks away. Oh. You wanna go? Huh? I'm gonna I'm gonna show the scene where they where she gets up in the morning and the awkwardness of it. It's a very, um, 
kind of um, it's kind of a um, um, Okay, that's a kind of a, a, a more intimate scene. And it's, you know, again, I was um, thinking about environments and thinking about actors. Um, that's more of, you know, kind of you have a party and then the people leave the party and they spend the night together. But the important thing from my perspective is um, there's, a, there's a kind of um, a lack I mean, there's a commitment to presenting these two people. They clearly have spent the night, but there's also um, a big mystery. Like we don't know, we know some things, we know they like each other, but we also know it's awkward. It could be difficult, but the movie doesn't spell, at least at this moment in the film, isn't, isn't telling you, it isn't like spelling out some kind of um, grand uh, lesson about anything, not even about, men and women or about love or anything it's just presenting you a kind of a slice of life and and sort of seeing where this goes and it's that kind of um i think it's a it's very very hard to articulate that kind of um lack of um an instruction manual a lack of a um you know so yeah inst instruction driver's man driver's ed manual to tell you what's going to happen. Now, of course, there are opinions in all these films. This film has opinions about how women are treated, certainly, and it has opinions about difficulties of dating. And it doesn't it doesn't shy away from any of those things, but it also doesn't reduce any of those things down to like a category, you know, that's really clear. And that's a that's a that's a staple of of seventies of seventies um, films. Um, the other question, too, is the question of environment. So, like, if you show an environment in a 70s movie, you're kind of amused by the environment, and you want to look at the... You want to look at the garishness of an environment. Now, we saw some very austere environments with this, these cities in last detail. What about, like, garish fast food environments? So there's all kinds of environments. So I want to show a scene... Oh, got here. Michael Ritchie was a master at social satire, satire of America, the American middle class, just incredible, his films. This is one film, and it's sort of, he, in California, he's showing these weird, weird fast food places, environments, and the way people relate to each other. And um, it's, um, it's interesting. 
every every film has its own its own um, that is that's released. Every company has its own system of you know how you know the licensing stuff and the commentary and the, and all that. So this is the movie Smile, which is about a junior Miss Pageant. Oh, your heart um, is aching. Uh, well, first I just bring this here. All right. Hey, I heard about little Bob. I really am sorry. All right. All right, I'll go. I don't. I'm trying to find the scene. Any of that. Um, Hey, I heard about little Bob. I really am sorry about that. Um, I see that attention to these environments, like these two sanitation workers. And, you know, again, it's, um, Hello. um, when Michael Ritchie made smile, he made a fake pageant for the film and led sort of people to believe it was a real pageant, which is, you know, similar to what he did when he ran Robert Redford as for governor or senator or whatever. He would, he would sort of bl blur the line between reality and fiction and a very, you know, kind of stage a, a junior miss pageant. Um, but, I, you know, I, I'm sort of, um, got, got, you know, um, Well, first I just bring this. Um, this fast food place. Now, when you're making a film on location like this in California, um, you can you have a lot of choices as a filmmaker whether you're going to show where you're shooting or not, or whether you're going to rely on sets, or whether you're going to, you know. So here's a here's a here's a. Um, I'm also show some of this. Rowling bears welcome. All this kind of, <laughs> this kind of sociological. Are you having a good time up here? This. Very good. Very good. Good. Santa Rosa is so beautiful. I mean, I thought the shopping mall in Anaheim was great until I saw yours. It's a credit to the vision of your business community. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Next. Just showing some of this. Hi, I'm Robin Gibson. Speak up here. Hi, I'm Robin Gibson, and Love Valley's Young American Miss. Uh, thank you for inviting me to lunch. Next. I'm Maria Gonzalez, Salinas Young American Miss. It's hard to, it's hard to, um, you know, because these song, these scenes go on for so long. Um, they're oh here we go yeah. This is Bruce Stern and Nicholas Pryor here. How about a major wing? Look at this. What a fun. Look at this uh, restaurant. 
So, you know, that's a little sociological look into mid-70s California. Um, now, that's the kind of stuff that leads critics to say, well, the, you know, 70s movies are trying to reach the, you know, the ugly truth, you know, about who we are, conformism. And there's a lot, of course, again, there's criticism in this film. This film is, um, you know, it's social satire after all, and it's... Um, it's um, honing up a, a microscope, you know, x-ray to who we were at that time. But I maintain that there's an underlying fearlessness, underlying, dare I say, ethic of, of, of love. Um, and that is clueless as these men are in this film, that there's a kind of um, there, but the, the grace of God go I quality. And there's kind of a, and always a Michael Ritchie, he, get, he gets really, and Robert Altman too, they get really merciless, but there's always a moment in every single one of their films where you kind of have to, you know, do a, do a, do a double take and think, oh, well, these are, these are human beings after all. And it's, um, there's that sense. And it's a very, it's a very delicate matter. And I feel that too many people, when they talk about the seventies emphasize, I think too much their quote unquote bleakness or darkness um, without inquiring as to why are the films dark and bleak if they are, what is the motive to it? Is it just, uh, it's not, it's never, I don't think it's ever just to kind of um, create intensity or, or just to sort of, just for, um, for excitement for its own sake. There's always a deeper, um, sort of deeper responsible ethic at work um, in these films. Um, now, if I can get, if I can get, um, this uh, get this to work here. I was having trouble with one of these films earlier because it was breaking down, and I was just wanting to. Where are we here? Um, this is a TV movie, so I just want to show that it is in everything, not just movies in the theater, even TV. There's high art going on in TV movies, believe it or not, as will be seen here, I think. Where are we here? 
Oh, they're not letting, okay. Turn this down. Here we go. Here's the same actor, Nicholas Pryor. And Valley Harper. Okay, basically, these, this is a road, road situation. It's a thriller. She's escaping a, a psychotic killer, Valerie Harper. That's the premise. But look how into this premise that drops this incredible acting. This, she picks up this, this, man, uh, this man, and they're, they're lost in bad weather. And again, it's a, it's a chance for actors and uh, screen, uh, writers, directors to do something different in, 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 in the beats and the acting. Very interesting. Try to get this. Uh... Um, Nicholas Pryor is a wonderful actor. Well, they're both, of course, wonderful actors, but um, he's not as known as, as her. As her. I'll just stop this anywhere because it's. Uh, Sure. You remember, they're marvelous parties. He plays polo. 
Do you know anybody who plays polo anymore? When I'm at it, you know anybody who lives in East Hampton anymore, except me? Everybody's gone. My house won't let me leave. Been in the family for generations. My wife, my second wife, is doing it all. She takes calico bed sheets and she glues them all over the wall with her. Instead of wallpaper, looks incredible. It's got these incredible ideas. We've got planners going all the way up. Now, of course, the plot kicks in, right? You got to have the thriller, and and of course, he's clueless. He's denying truth that there's a psychotic killer at loose, and it's a it's a it's a it's a point a, a political point that he's not listening to her and what's going on. And there's there's that dimension to the film, of course, but that's not all that's there. What's interesting to me is this two character scene, these two people caught in the situation that that's its own. The film gives it its own its own weight, you know, in the midst of all the thriller aspect of it. And you know, 70s movie after 70s movie, the 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 plot or narration will be chugging along and moving along, and it'll just it'll go into these into these road movie um, detours in which um, an eccentric character or situation, just like that fast food place, there's all this attention to this this major weenie hot dog place and the you know, showcasing its garishness, you know, I mean, uh, uh, you know, all that, all that could have been done, you know, films, you know, it's always up to a filmmaker, their choice, whether they want to focus on something, whether they want to pull back from something, whether they want to be satirical, do they want to be um, conciliatory, do they want to lead the audience in a certain direction? In general, 70s movies have opinions, they have convictions about things, they're not without it, they're not without, um, um, purpose and they're not meaningless, but they have the interest in this sort of panoramic giving everybody their due, everybody their say. There is a commitment to that. I maintain, at least I'm trying to. And um, I don't know what time it is. It's, ooh, it's 5.30. So this has been a half hour, a little over a half hour. I'm wondering if we should do this in several parts and I can stop here. Um, there's more I could say about all these issues, but I hope that um, everybody has a really good weekend. And um, if you haven't seen these movies, see them. Um, of course, um, I you know there's a lot more I can say. Um, but um, I've been working on this book for a while, and I'm gonna, you know I'm going to come back in future episodes and discuss things uh, about environment. And you know, um, of course. I guess I have to mention the Oscars on Sunday and movies are continuing to be made, of course, and some of them have a 70s feel about them and some of them definitely do not. I'm not going to say which is which, which or which, but um, um, I do hope you have a good weekend, whatever you choose to do. And thank you.